Furthermore, it has been the practice of God from the beginning to acquit the truthful. Footnote start. 26 years ago in my book, Rahina Ahmadiyya, a revelation was published concerning me about it. God Almighty says, just as earlier on false charges were leveled against Musa, so would false charges be brought against this Musa, meaning this humble one, but God will acquit it. The text of the revelation is, Allah cleared him of what they spoke of him, and he was honorable in the sight of Allah. Has not this prophecy been fulfilled by Lahi Baksh's death? Footnote end. This is the letter of mine which is recorded on pages 5, 6, and 7 of Babu Sahib's book, Asai Musa. It is obvious that in this letter I had also sought a decision from God Almighty and the verdict that God Almighty gave thereafter is obvious. On the one hand, he granted me great progress, while on the other, he caused Babu Lahi Baksh to die in a state of utter frustration. He died of plague and left this world with a multitude of disappointments and dismay. Did he desire in his heart that he should die of the plague and then for that to happen during my lifetime? Nonetheless, God Almighty caused it to happen in this manner. The second point worth considering for fair-minded readers is that Babu Lahi Baksh published the corpus of his revelations against me that he had collected over a period of one year in his book, Asai Musa. The sum and substance of these revelations was that I would die of the plague in a state of utter hopelessness and frustration in the very life of Babu Sahib, and that great suffering and destruction would visit me on account of the evil effect of the Mula'ana, invoking mutual curse and the Mubahila. But against all this, Babu Sahib would prosper and God would grant him a long life and he would see all this destruction that I would suffer with his own eyes and he would be granted lands and gardens and a whole world would turn to him. These revelations that Babu Sahib published against me cover a period of about one year. These revelations that Babu Sahib published against me cover a period of about one year. The revelations that he had received for about six years after this, i.e. until the time of his death, were held back by him for some unknown expediency. Otherwise, it is evident that a person who receives so many revelations in one year must have received many more over a period of as many as six years. But now I do not think these revelations will ever be published, for as I have always heard, they were all about my failure and my suffering chastisement. Now as God Almighty has given his judgment, why would his friends publish such revelations? In fact, they would have hastened to consign them to flames. And if they were not burnt, then Munshi Abdul Haq, who was his foremost friend, should state under oath whether the flow of revelations had completely ceased after the publication of Asai Musa, to the extent that he did not receive even a single revelation for six years. If only the remaining revelations had also been published, it would have demonstrated the truth even further. Those who have come into obstinate opposition against me on account of their own selfish motives will never follow the path which would reveal the truth. God, however, shall not relent until he makes truth manifest. If I am a liar and an imposter, then my end will be the same as Babu Ilahi Baksh's end. But if the Lord of honor and glory is with me, he will not let me die in a manner that I am engulfed by the curse of God. This is so because his age-old practice in relation to the truthful is that he never lets them be destroyed. 
Although during their interim period, people might, on account of their ignorance, raise objections and find fault with those who are truthful, but ultimately, God makes their acquittal manifest. In fact, this sightless world has never spared any of the prophets. The Jews still insist that not a single prophecy of Hazrat Isa, Jesus, has ever been fulfilled. He claimed to be a king but remained without a kingdom. He promised Judas Iscariot a throne in heaven, but this promise too was not fulfilled. Then he foretold that his second coming would take place during those very days, but that proof falls also. Such are the objections that the Jews and the disbelievers raise against Hazrat Isa, and the Christians raise similar objections against the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. It was therefore necessary that they be raised against me, but God has supported me with thousands of signs in a way that very few of the earlier prophets were supported. Even then, those whose hearts are sealed do not in the least benefit from the signs of God. Footnote start. God confounded my enemies by showing thousands of signs, but they are so shameless that despite being so confounded, they still have the temerity to face me. Indeed, they would not benefit even if they happened to see 100,000 signs. They start shouting whenever they do not understand something. The truth of the matter is that at heart they are estranged from all the prophets, for there never has been a prophet who satisfied their imagined expectation. Footnote N. For Babu Lahibaksh's friend, this constituted a bright sign that though Babu Sahib in his book Asai Musa repeatedly mentioned his revelations, that I would die of the torment of plague during his own lifetime and would suffer destruction and decline, yet God treated me in a manner quite contrary to his revelations and consoled me with his prophecies, that he would make me triumph and would make my truth manifest. It is noteworthy that Babu Lahibash had published his revelations in Asai Musa in very harsh terms, saying that God Almighty had rejected me, and God says that I will make him die of the plague in utter destruction, humility, and failure. Thereafter, God, who is so jealous for the sake of his servants, consoled me with his revelations for six consecutive years in opposition to Babu Ilahi Baksh's so-called revelations. He not only continued to console me, but also continued to show mighty signs. The prophecies concerning the support and succor of God Almighty are in fact of two kinds. One, prophecies that are recorded in my book Brahina Ahmadiyya and certain others which were published later. These prophecies precede Babu Lahibaksh's book Asai Musa by a number of years. Two, prophecies that were published after the publication of Asai Musa until the death of Babu Lahibaksh. Babu Sahib, after compiling Asai Musa, became silent about the publication of his revelations. But during these six years following the publication of Asai Musa, God Almighty vouchsafed to me hundreds of prophecies, which continued to be published in the magazine The Review of Religions and the newspapers Badr and Al-Hakam of Qadian, and in the booklets that were published from time to time after the publication of Asai Musa. They are also incorporated in my book Hakikatul Wahi. In short, these six years which began with the publication of Asai Musa and ended with the death of Babu Sahib were not uneventful. Divine revelations kept pouring like rain. The sum and substance of these revelations is that addressing me, God Almighty said, I will enrich you with my bounties and many of your opponents will be destroyed in your lifetime. 
Their houses will be laid waste, and they will die in a state of utter helplessness and disappointment. I will humiliate him who seeks to humiliate you, because I have ordained that my messengers shall prevail in the end. I will safeguard all those who dwell in your house from the plague and the shock of earthquake, and you will see how I deal with the wrongdoers. Footnote start. This revelation means that at the time of the plague, whosoever dwells within the four walls of this house, whether they are children or servants, will be saved from it. Footnote end. O cause to descend such a decree from heaven as will please you in the end, it is you indeed who will be victorious. I will demonstrate your truthfulness with powerful assaults. I myself will fight your enemies. I shall stand by you and shall rebuke the one who rebukes you. They desire to extinguish the light of Allah. Take note, surely the party of Allah shall ultimately prevail. Be not afraid at all, for I shall make you prevail. We shall send down to you many mysteries from heaven and shall break your opponents into pieces and shall show Pharaoh and Haman and their hosts that which they are afraid of. Thus grieve not, for your Lord lies in wait for them. Allah will not leave you nor separate himself from you until he has caused the pure to be distinguished from the impure. No prophet has been sent into the world whose enemies were not humiliated by God. We shall deliver you from the evil designs of your enemies. We shall make you prevail. I shall grant you honor in the world in such a manner as will be a source of wonderment. I shall comfort you and shall not uproot you and shall rise a great nation from you. I shall show very great signs for you and shall demolish the structures built by your opponents, meaning their designs and schemes shall be destroyed. You are that revered Messiah whose time shall not be wasted. A jewel like you cannot go to waste. You have a high standing in heaven and among those who possess sight. Allah will safeguard you against the evil of your enemies and will grant you all that you desire, and God will attack those who attack you because they have transgressed the bounds. God will descend with a drawn sword in order to destroy the enemy and his resources. He will make a distinction between you and the wrongdoers. Say to them, I am the truthful, so wait for my signs. On that day the matter will be settled and there will be clear victory. We shall take away that burden which had well nigh broken your back. We shall cut off the roots of the transgressors. They desire that your affair should remain incomplete, but Allah does not intend to leave you until the completion of all of your affairs. God will walk ahead of you and will declare your enemy to be his enemy. He will be wroth with the one whom you are wroth and will love the one you love. Those who are accepted of God exhibit signs and evidence of such acceptance. They are revered by kings and mighty ones and are called princes of peace. I shall destroy fourteen beasts because they had transgressed the limits. Footnote start. Babu Lahibarsh died of the plague after eleven beasts had been killed by plague, as is indicated in this revealed couplet. Your pain-filled supplications have reached heaven. Then be not surprised if I should give you hopeful news that would not be inconsistent with my way and my bounty after eleven. This shows that the number of Babu Sahib was 12. Two more will follow to complete the number 14. Footnote end. And I will allow those who benefit people to endure. You shall be granted a dominance that shall be praised. 
God is the enemy of a liar and will convey him to hell. There is a Musa whom I shall make manifest and upon whom I shall bestow honor in the eyes of people, but I shall drag him who has sinned against me and shall show him hell. My enemy has been ruined. He is now accountable to God, meaning he shall be destroyed. O moon, O sun, you are from me and I am from you. Soon God will bestow upon you such reward as will please you. These are the revelations which I received from God Almighty in a period of six years following the publication of Asai Musa. The revelations began from that time and relate to the period before the death of Babu Sahib. The worthy readers should now on their own compare the revelations contained in Asai Musa and the above-mentioned revelations of mine and tell whether my revelations were proven true or the revelations of Babu Ilahi Baksh. For a reasonable person, this comparison should suffice. This alone can distinguish a truthful one from one who is false, but if there is no sincerity in one's intentions, then God Almighty shall himself determine his case. 199th, 200, and 201st sign. For the sole purpose of hurting and abusing me, the Aryas of Kadian issued a newspaper from Kadian which was named Shubh Chintak. It was edited and managed by three people, Sumraj, Icharchand, and Bhagad Ram. The deaths of these three served as three signs from God. All three of them were extremely malicious and cruel. Anyone who has read a few issues of their paper, Shubh Chintak, will concede that all these papers were replete with filth and falsehood. For example, in their issue dated April 22, 1906, they republished the following about me. This man is selfish, self-conceived, depraved, and a sinner. That is why he sees dirty and unholy dreams. Again, their issue dated May 15, 1906 says, Shubh Chintak is the only newspaper that has shouldered the responsibility of exposing the true nature of the revelations and prophecy of Mirza of Qadian. The Messiah of Qadian is immoral, a fame seeker, and a glutton. Again, its issue dated May 22, 1906 says about me, a wretch, one who shirks work to earn a living, and a master of cunning, deception, and lying. Then again, its issue dated December 22, 1906 says, We will surely expose his clever tricks, and we do hope to succeed in our plans. Again, the same issue says, Mirza is an imposter and a liar. Members of the community of Mirza are evildoers and rogues. In short, every single issue of their paper has been full of filthy abuse. I beseech God a number of times that he may destroy the people who run this newspaper and eliminate this mischief. As a result, it was disclosed to me a number of times that God Almighty will root them out. Most disturbing to me was that since these people lived in Qadian, their lives were taken as truth owing to their proximity to me. In fact, with the sole intent to deceive, they themselves published in the newspaper dated March 1, 1907. We have for the last 15 years, constantly lived with him in the same town and deeply reflected upon his circumstances, subsequent to which we discovered this man to actually be a pretender, selfish, self-indulgent, and abusive, etc. Thus, it is quite clear that those people, after claiming a period of neighborhood extending over 15 years, declare that this man is in fact a pretender and an imposter. One can only imagine how the false testimony of these people can mislead others. Again, the same newspaper writes, 
During this period, we have not witnessed any sign, but we have seen that every day he fabricates false revelations and is an incomparable fool. So this was the sole reason why I had to pray against them. Finally, I wrote a book entitled Kadian Ke Arya Arham, We and the Aryas of Kadian, the summary of which is that from among the Aryas of Kadian there are two persons, one named Sharampat and the other Malawamal, both of whom have been coming to me over a long period of time. There are eyewitnesses to many heavenly signs which the editor and manager of the paper, Shubchintak, deny altogether, declaring me to be a pretender and an impostor. If I am such a liar and pretender, let both of them declare under oath that they have not witnessed these signs. So far they have not dared to testify under oath. As far as the other three persons named Samraj, Icharjant, and Bhagatram are concerned, I have incorporated into this book whatever I was told by the Almighty about them. Included therein is the prayer which is recorded on the other side of the title page of the same book. The two couplets are as follows. Lekram's death is a great miracle, but the trouble is, they do not understand. O oh, my master, you yourself make them understand, and show them another sign from the heavens. The sum and substance of these verses is that God Almighty may, as in the case of the death of Lekram, manifest a sign by way of chastisement against the Aryas of Kadian as well. Again on the pages 21 and 22 of the same book I prophesied regarding these people that they have transgressed all limits in denying the prophets whose truth is as bright as the sun. God who is jealous for his servants would certainly settle this matter and would surely demonstrate his might in favor of his dear prophets. May God judge between us and them. Again by way of prophecy on pages 53 to 54 of the book, the following verses were recorded about the editor and others belonging to the Shub Jintag newspaper. This prophecy is concerning Sumraj, etc., the management of Shub Jintag. Though they claim to be the followers of the Vedas, their hearts are black. Raise the curtain and look, they are filled with the very same. By nature they are like wild beasts, spiritually they are dead not alive. Every breath of their tongue is stench, such is the wrath of God upon them ultimately proven futile in opposing the religion of God. Abuse became their final resort, their hearts filled with the very same. There is no trace of shame and decency in their eyes. They have transgressed all limits. This indeed is the extreme limit. The God we believe in is most powerful and omnipotent, that he may show something miraculous from himself, our supplication being the very same. Footnote start. Munshi Aladitta, former postmaster of Kadian and present postal clerk, Amritsar head office, writes the following letter addressed to Sheikh Yaqub Ali, editor Al-Hakam. He, Aladitta, doesn't belong to the community. On the contrary, he is one of those who are our enemies. The subject matter of the letter is given below. Letter of Munshi Aladitta. On learning that Lalai Jajand Varma and Aryav Kadian had died of plague, I was reminded of a conversation that took place in my presence between you and Lalai Jajand. It has proved wholly correct. Its details are that one day there was a discussion between you and Lalai Jajand. During the conversation, you had said that Hazrat Mirza Sahib remaining safe and immune from the plague is indeed a sign and that no one can say he shall remain safe from the plague. 
In answer to this, Lalai Jarchand had said, Look, quite like Mirza Sahib, I also hereby claim that I will not die of the plague. At this addressing him, I, Yaqub Ali Irfani, had said, You certainly will die of the plague. Hence, this is exactly what happened. Wassalam, April 24th, 1907. Again on page 61 of the same book, there are a few couplets by way of prophecy, which are as follows. O Aryaz, what is this? Why have your hearts gone astray? Discard these shenanigans. The path to modesty is the very same. Why do you persecute me by concocting a hundred lies? It was better for you to desist. This alone will save you from catastrophe. This indeed is the same Mirza as a result of whose prayers Bandit Legram was cut to pieces, stirring many a home to mourn. It is not good to torment, to injure the hearts of the pure ones. And anyone who persists in such insolence, his reward is the very same. Comment. In other words, much like Lekram, whoever from among the Aryas does not stop using abusive language will not escape chastisement.